Mortgage play is coming back for the second week in a row. But if you're fortunate and you got the great deal at the beginning of the year, remember, you're getting all of these great plays. Guaranteed winners. Absolutely free. What more can you want from the gambling edition of Sixth Year Seniors? And now, from a smoky sports bar off the Las Vegas Strip, after the final tickets have been cashed out for the evening, counting their money, or what's left of it, it's Alan Caps and Mike Watson, the Sixth Year Seniors! Mikey, how you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Trying to sort out my uh, the shoot job, shoot job travel for the rest of the year, which is going to be loaded up, and see if we can. Uh, you know, you're talking about guaranteed winners. I don't, I don't know if you were listening to my plays last week, but we're far from guaranteed. <laughs> well, let's see. Okay, your mortgage plays went two and one. Your late night pack twelve games were you know just awesome. How else can we scam it? Let's... Sunbelt game of the year. <laughs> James Madison, guaranteed winners. I held Washington won by like 10 at least over the spread. Yeah. Could have been uglier than it was. Man, late comeback. At least make it respectable. Good grief. Yeah, we're both behind the booker right now, but it's early in the season. There's plenty of time to come back. Most importantly, the mortgage plays are 5-5 five and five after starting the season. What was it, 0-3? If you haven't missed that first week, good on you. Absolutely. So this week we've got another full slate. I thought I didn't like this card, but as I started jotting down games, I have a bundle once again. Uh, how about you? I got nine. I think we've got. I think we might have a couple where we're on the on the same side, and then we might have one where we're on opposite sides too. So. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens on that. Well, let's see. Who wants to start first? Uh, I, I went this past week. That didn't seem to do. It didn't go well. No, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going first. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm, I'm mandating that I'm going first this week. I got nine. I'm starting on Thursday. We briefly mentioned this game uh, on Monday, and I looked at it again, and I I'm doing the math, and I can't see any other way around it. I'm taking the under on the Jacksonville State Sam Houston State game, 36 and a half. It's a it's a ridiculously low number. I know this. Sam Houston hasn't scored, I think, in double digits all season long. And I don't see it necessarily starting against Jack State here. Uh, I know Jack State is not quite the caliber of the team that Sam Houston has been playing, but Jack State is still, for their first year up in the uh, up with the big boys, has been uh, quite impressive. I just don't see how this game gets to gets to 36 and a half. This game is 17 to seven or something along those lines. Sam Houston State struggles to score. There's a reason for it. Give me under 36 and a half. Yeah, Rich Rodriguez has done a good job with Jacksonville State. Uh, and by the way, you are correct. Sam Houston has only scored 10 points all year so far. Mm. That would be grief. shut out by BYU, three against Air Force, and seven at Houston. Brutal. I'm on a side on that game, and I, I think you could probably guess uh, which side I'm on. In fact, I might as well just say it right now. Jacksonville State minus six and a half. It doesn't concern me too much that they're on the road. Jack State has already no. played on the road once. They know what they're doing. Six and a half seems awfully cheap, especially when you consider two touchdowns is probably going to be enough for Jacksonville State to cover. Yeah, very good point. Absolutely. Got to play on the on the Friday slate. Going to take the late game on that. B 
BYU hosting Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got to come up to the mountains. They just played a physical football game against Oklahoma on Saturday. Short turnaround. They've got to go up into the mountains and take on a pretty good BYU team who we saw is good enough to go on the road and beat Arkansas. Yeah, they lost to Kansas last week. Kansas, you know, don't sleep on Kansas. They're a pretty decent football team. Since he screwed me last week uh, when I played him against Oklahoma, I got hooked on that one. Uh, I'm not this time. I'm taking BYU and the points. Wrong team's favored. Give me BYU plus two. Yeah, I like that a lot. And actually, I, I see two and a half right here, so you might get yourself a hook. Mm. Throw it on there, then. Absolutely. I mentioned this a bit on Monday. This is going to be one of those situations where a team goes up to altitude for the first time. About mid-third quarter, they're sucking for oxygen. BYU is the type that can run the ball, dominate a defensive line, and I think that's what will happen here. Wrong team favored. I'm not on the game, but I like it. Absolutely. If it was Moving. three, I would have taken BYU. Gotcha. Moving to the Saturday slate. This was a, this was a, a fortunate winner uh, on my slate last week. But Clemson coming off a emotionally draining game against Florida State. Now they've got to go on the road to a sneaky, decent Syracuse team at the Dome. This is a bad spot for Clemson. They gave everything they had to get back into the ACC race and pull the upset against rival Florida State at home last week, and they got kicked in the balls at the end. Now they got to turn around and go on the road to a place where they have had problems in the past and take on a pretty good Syracuse team who's going to be fired up to, to be able to get, you know, get an opportunity at a, at a name-brand scalp. I'm getting six and a half here. I'm taking those points. This game comes down to a field goal. Give me the orange plus six and a half. I love Syracuse here. There was a moment where this game was seven, and I had it mm. on my list. I, I'm just a little scared to take six and a half. What I would probably do if I was betting real money, oh my God, breaking the fourth wall, <laughs> is I'd bet this money line, Syracuse. I don't know if you're as good as Dwayne, though. He's a pretty good ass kisser. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Oh, that's, that, that's, that's a good point there. I'm going to go ahead and take a gander here. That, uh, we, we can go ahead and mark this one down as a mortgage play and go ahead and put the money in the bank. USC, minus 21, and the hook at Colorado. I don't give a damn about the hook. It doesn't matter. USC is going to score 70 points in this game. Um, yes, it is a mortgage play. I hope they don't score 70. Well, they could because Colorado might be that bad because I'm also taking the under 74 and a half. Oh, okay. You're going to buy into the, to the Colorado, Colorado's offense really isn't up to snuff. Okay. I see where you're going on that. Yeah, I, right. I mean, yes, USC's defense is bad. Colorado's offense is really decimated right now. They're hurt. They're deflated. Their egos are bruised. And I think once they get down 21 nothing in the first quarter, maybe 28-7 in the first quarter, game's going to be over. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite teams to throw some coin down on has a big-time Sunbelt game this week in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Give me James Madison, minus three and the hook against USA. I love the Dukes. I love what they're building there have been an immediate, immediate impact player in the Sun Belt. And I know USA 
is, uh, you know, a lot of smoke blown up their ass in the offseason. They come in, they knock off Oklahoma State uh, on the road. It's like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? I'm not sure Oklahoma State's any good. That three-quarterback gimmick they've been running at the beginning of the season is uh, is shaky. Uh, and then USA turns around last week, and, and they do the job to Central Michigan? What? Now they got to go on the road. Tough place to play, go on the road. Not easy to get to Harrisonburg. James Madison, big-time spot here, big conference team. I'm taking the Dukes minus three and a half. I'm not scared. Uh-oh. We're on opposite sides. Oh, Wow. Oh, Especially no. because of the hook. Yes, South Alabama did not show up this past week, but I think it might have been a little bit of a look ahead. I like South Bama, especially at three and a half in what's probably going to be a pretty tight game. You got the number. I, I, I got the right side of the number. You might be right that Madison wins this game, but it's going to be less than a field goal. Mm. Is, this, is this the the first or second time this season that we're on opposite sides? This is just the second time. It was the very first week of the season. I'm looking it up right now. You won. I know that. It, it was Stanford and Hawaii. Gotcha. I had Stanford yep. minus three and a half. You had Hawaii three and a hook. And Stanford won that game. Okay. So I'm due then. That works. Oh, no. What else you got? Let's go into the Big Ten here. 30, 30 years ago, this was a big-time football game, and it just doesn't have the same sizzle as it, as it might have once upon a time. Michigan going to Lincoln, Nebraska to take on the Cornhuskers. And the total here is 39.5. I'm going under. I'm going under. I do not trust the Nebraska offense to be able to get anything against this Michigan defense. But I do think the Nebraska defense will be up for the uh, up for the challenge at home. Big-time crowd. It's going to be a good atmosphere. The defenses will come to play. Points will be at a premium. I just don't see this getting to 40. This feels like 24 to 7 or something along those lines. Michigan's going to win the game. They'll win it comfortably. But I think Nebraska keeps it keeps it interesting for a while by keeping a, a low-scoring affair. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I think the best thing you can hope, Jeff Sims does not play. Mm. And give Heinrich Michigan a short field. Yeah. Because you know Sims will turn the ball over a couple of times, give Michigan short fields. Harburg isn't going to win the game for you, but at least he's not going to lose it. That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Yeah, that's an ugly game. 39 and a half. My God. Come on. I bet on these guys last week. I got screwed. No big deal. I'm going back to the well again. I like, I like what Brett Venables is doing at Oklahoma. They're hosting uh, an atrocious Iowa State team here. Oh, uh, Oklahoma's laying 20. I think it would have to be 27 before I thought about getting off this game. Oklahoma is going to kill Iowa State. This is going to be a slaughter. This game, this game is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 45 to 10. It's going to be a beatdown. It's going to be over early. Sooners will be playing the uh, the walk-ons in, in garbage time here late. 20 is not nearly enough. Give me the Sooners minus 20. Iowa State's garbage. Oklahoma has been a silent killer this year. Yes. They've been putting up some big numbers against not great teams, but also not horrible teams. I can see them walking all over Iowa State, and I'm not going to chide you about taking big numbers because when we get to my card, I've got a few of them. Oh, I love it. I love it when you get into the big numbers. That's good stuff. Speaking of big numbers, this is not a big number. Iowa hosting. Michigan State. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yes. Michigan State formally got rid of Mel Tucker yesterday. That's uh, Or maybe it was this morning. I'm not sure. Oh, um, shocking. 
Yeah, no, I'm stunned. This is probably ridiculous, but I'm taking the Spartans here. I'm taking the Spartans in the points. I'm going to take plus 13. Iowa's offense isn't going to do anything. Michigan State's offense isn't anything great. That's why the under is, you know, is the, why the totals were so freaking ridiculous. But I think Michigan State has some pride to play for here. And I think getting into a situation where they're not going to have to get into a shootout to, uh, to try to stay competitive plays into the, uh, the underdog's favor here. This game's going to be ugly. It's going to be low scoring. And for a total as low as that is, is it, is it 36 and a half? 36 and a half. 13 points is ridiculously too much for a total that low. Give me Sparty here. This is a one-touchdown game. I can see that, or possibly it could turn into a shootout. Granted, when it's 36 and a half, a shootout is 2021. Yeah. Uh, I am once again for the fifth week in a row. <laughs> or maybe it's only the fourth week in a row. I don't, I don't remember if, if Iowa is, how many games Iowa has played, but... I am once again on the over 36 and a half. Oh my God. If Iowa's going to score, on, they got to do it this week, they, right? They, they, they got to do it this week, right? I, if not, just to pack your bags, man, and get over. That's ultimately going to happen anyway, so might as well get it over now. And what's, he, what's he down now after that shutout? 19 points? Um, I know it's. I don't have the uh, I don't have the numbers. I guess I guess it's 15 points because if it's 25 a game, they're still at 215 left. So. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Thank you. Good at math. Yeah. I try. Speaking of math, my last game, late night. Anything multiplied by zero equals zero, and I have a hunch that zero is the number of points that Nevada is going to score <laughs> against Fresno State. Saturday night, I'm going under 15 and a half. I don't think Fresno gets there on their own. Nevada's going to have big time problems scoring. The Wolfpack are just a, a mess this year. 15 and a half seems like easy money. I'm going under. Yeah, I, I can't blame you for that. Shockingly, Nevada isn't as bad this year as they were last year, but that's not saying a whole lot. No, it's not. It, it's unfortunate because Reno enjoys its college sports. That town's just a little more fun when the football and basketball team are good. Yeah, and it's the football team is definitely not. That's it. Those are my plays. All right, so it looks like we only have one mortgage play this week. It is USC minus 21.5 against Colorado. Just book that one. Guarantee it. I can't believe that after what Oregon did, I can't believe that line's not higher. I know it's in Boulder. I can't believe it's not higher. It opened at 26. It was higher. People are still betting Colorado. And I'm That's sure crazy. what it is, it's because they've heard about USC's horrible defense. Uh-huh. That's in garbage time. And trust me, yeah, there will be garbage time against Colorado, but USC yeah. is not going to let... There are receipts due. And USC will step it up, and you'll probably see the best defensive game out of the Trojans probably all year. Not a uh, bad idea there. And, and the other thing is, this might be the time that Dion saves his kid and takes him out mm. late in the third quarter and says, okay, I've seen enough. You've been sacked seven times. I'm throwing some other jabroni freshman in there. Yeah, one of, one of my 65 transfers. How would you feel if you're the backup quarterback? You're actually the number two. 
And you know the only reason you're going into the game right now, it's not because you deserve it. It's because Sanders is trying to save his son from possible long-term damage. Yeah, you take the playing time however you get it. I'd, I don't know, man. I'd, I'd hold a grudge against the coach. It's like, you didn't let me play against Oregon, but now that your son might get hurt, now you're putting me in? Nah. You know the score. Well, the score at that point will probably be about 50 to 3. <laughs> and under normal circumstances, the backup quarterback would be in. So, <laughs> Oh, the backup quarterback would have been in against Oregon last week. You know it. Well, they were trying to get played. They needed to make sure they didn't get it shut out. That was the problem. I mean, that was obviously it, right? They, they needed to make sure they didn't get shut out. It, true. Yeah. It, the block extra point was just hilarious. That was hilarious. My God. All right. I've got some plays here as well. Already mentioned Jacksonville State minus six and a half against Sam Houston on, on Thursday. On Friday, I have the West Coast game, or the other West Coast game, the Pac-12 game. In fact, my God, am I playing like every Pac-12 game? Mm. Almost. <laughs> wow. Utah, Oregon State, under 45, two run-based teams against two hardcore defenses. Clock will keep running. You're going to need five, six first downs for every touchdown drive. That's going to eat up the clock under 45. Ooh, I like where you're going there on that. It's go- it- it's going to be an ugly grinded out game for sure. I definitely wouldn't go the other way. On Saturday, my first game is Baylor at Central Florida. I just have a funny feeling that Baylor is getting their act together. Central Florida may have played his best game last week. Plus 12 is a bunch of points. I'm going to try the Baylor Bears one last time, trying to save their season against Central Florida. I looked at that, too, because I'm not sure that the – that the the new Big 12 teams are up to snuff. But Baylor looks so bad against Texas last week. I'm like, man, can now can they turn around and go on the road? But uh, I, could, I hadn't, did not have enough confidence in the Bears to to take the points. But UCF, them laying that many points was scary. So yeah, that's just it. it it's a Central Florida's a better team, but that's a lot of points for an average team to cover. Yeah. Heading to the SEC next, Kentucky minus one against Florida. This line opened at three. It's now down to one. People Mm. are throwing money on Florida. I don't get it. Kentucky at home. I can see them running away with this game. I'm not sure Florida is any good. Granted, we don't know much about Kentucky right now, considering who they played, but I just have a funny feeling that at home, they're going to be able to squeak out this win. I looked long and hard at this game. I bet on Florida in week one and lost. I bet against Florida in week three and lost. I stayed away from it strictly because of those reasons. I do not have a good feeling on the Gators right now. Over to the ACC, kind of, sort of. Duke at home, plus mm. five and a half against Notre Dame. Notre Dame coming off that heartbreaking loss to Ohio State. How much do they care about Duke? How much do they know that their season's already over? It wouldn't surprise me at all if Duke wins this game straight up. As we talked about on Monday, their season's not over. It's just they've lost all margin for error. They have to, everything has to break their way now. That said, had Notre Dame won that game, I would have had money on Duke here. But it's, I just find it hard to believe Notre Dame loses twice in a row. Even And I know Duke's got the point. I could take the points and, and, and cover with a field goal. But I just I, I didn't have the confidence 
that Notre Dame would would not come out and take care of business so I stayed off the game. Riley Leonard's the best quarterback that they have faced this year. That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Yeah, and they've got to prepare for a lot with him. Just I just don't think Notre Dame having to recover from that loss is going to be ready for Riley Leonard. Next game on the list, already talked about it, South Bama plus three and a half against James Madison. Then I go to one of the worst games under the radar this week, Eastern Michigan at Central Michigan. Oh, total, God. <laughs> total 47 and a half. Both teams have trouble finishing drives and scoring touchdowns. Both teams have had their starting quarterbacks in and out of the lineup last week. This is going to be an ugly football game where both offenses are disjointed, either because they're just bad or because of injuries under 47 and a half. That's a bad football game. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. a horrible football game. I can, if there's one thing you know about me, I can find the bottom of the barrel. You will find the bottom of the barrel for sure. We already talked about USC. I'm on a minus 21 and a half and the under 74 and a half. I stick with the Pac-12 for the next couple of games. I've got two big favorites. Oregon, minus 27 and a half against Stanford. Washington, minus 19 against Arizona. Both of these could be covered by halftime. Yeah, I thought about doing the same thing on both of those. I just, I, at some point, the burners will turn off, maybe. But, God, not, maybe not these two. Good grief. I, the top and the bottom of the Pac-12. Everybody's talking about how good the Pac-12 is. But, by God, the bottom of the, the Pac-12 bad. is bad. And that includes Colorado. Let's be real about this. Oh, no. <laughs> Stanford, Cal, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado. That's a bad bottom of the league. You're not wrong. Cal might be the best of those five teams that I just mentioned. Does, does Cal play Colorado later this season? I think they do. I was thinking let, they did, too. Let, let, let me see here. They do not. Oh, bummer. That's too bad. Oh, that, that's the battle for like about seventh place. Yes. Yep. Yeah, because you got all the top teams, and you probably throw you know Washington State and Oregon State in there as well. And then it's a huge drop to Cal. And then, yeah, you got the bottom. Mm. In fact, whoever, what would that be? The seventh place team? I think Cal would be the eighth place team. That could be a double-digit game right there. You know, either probably probably Oregon State or Washington State, maybe UCLA against Cal. That, that's double digits. It's got to be. Yeah, I think so. Back to the SEC. I'm taking another swing against Alabama, Mississippi State at home, late night, two touchdowns and the hook. I think they're going to recover from last week. They're going to stay within out within this point range. Alabama just used up too much defense last week. This is a letdown game for them. Don't think they'll lose it, although I'll be rooting against them, but 14 and a half is way too much. Don't trust the Bulldogs. I stayed off it, and that's why. For entertainment purposes only, even though I am using it to record my I bet, Texas State. <laughs> Texas State at Southern Miss. Total 62 and a half. Going over could be a pinball game. Hmm. I'm enjoying Texas State. It, it may not be quite this year, but by next year, their coach coming in from Incarnate Word and all that craziness that happened out there. Texas State's going to be really fun to watch once they get the talent on that team to play that offense. Same can be fun. said about Stanford. Yeah, also true. 
I just think Texas State's going to be able to do it quicker because they're on a lower rung of football and don't quite need the the talent base that Stanford's going to be able to need to compete at, well, whatever level Stanford's going to compete at next year. Hell, Stanford might be in Conference USA next year. No, they're going to be in the ACC next year. Okay, wait, is that official now? Yes. I for, Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I thought that was just a bad dream. No, it, it, unfortunately, it was not a bad dream. Stanford, Cal, and, you know, n- noted uh, geographically oriented to the Atlantic Coast SMU, all joining the uh, Atlantic Coast Conference next season. The same week that USC and Rutgers play each other, Stanford and Syracuse will play each other. My God. College football is hopeless. So stupid. Enjoy it while you can, folks. I got three more games. Ari mentioned you you are on a side on this game. You know where I'm at. Michigan State, Iowa, over 36 and a half. <laughs> oh, man. Kansas is getting 16 and a half against Texas. That just seems like too much for an offensively talented team like the Jayhawks. And as we mentioned on Monday, Texas has a bit of trouble in history with Kansas. I thought about Kansas for a while, but I, I just – it seems like this Texas team might have a little bit of different DNA in them uh, than in the past. I know they struggled with Wyoming, but I kind of think that says a little more about Wyoming than it did uh, did Texas. And Texas was coming off that emotional game. I think they'll be more focused this week. They know Kansas has given them problems before. Uh, I think they'll be up for it. It should be a good game, and I think Kansas can keep it interesting. And finally, you probably know I'm on this game, Rice, East Carolina – Rice at home, minus three. I'm taking the Owls once again. Go JT Daniels. Even though they burned you last week, you're going to stay on them. I I appreciate that. You were on them to begin the season. You're going to stay with them. I respect that. Home game, short price. They should win this game. Yeah, yeah, and you are. They they should win that game. So those are my plays. Uh, By the way, if you want a really bad game on Friday night, I looked at Louisiana Tech minus one against UTEP. They opened at plus one, and I was ready to take that. But at minus one, La Tech hasn't won a road game in their last 16 attempts. I'm not ready to lay them as a favorite on the road here, even though it's UTEP we're talking about. Hmm. So that's all I got. That is 16. Uh, What more do you want? Mikey's got nine. We have one mortgage play. USC minus 21 and a half against Colorado. We're on opposite sides of the James Madison South Bama game. Mikey has Madison. I've got Bama. We'll see who comes out on top on that game. Can't be a push. Can't it's be three a push. in a hook. I have nothing else for the listening audience. I have nothing else either, man. I think it's time to get out of here. Let you go enjoy a dinner on the river. You got beautiful weather out there. Enjoy That's the idea. It. Have a few drinks. Watch the watch the Truckee River roll by. Enjoy the evening, man. You deserve it. We'll do it, man. For Janet Reno, Reno Riggins, and Reno from 2000 WCW, whatever happened to that dude, that's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We'll do this again on Monday, talking everything coming out of the Week 5 Carter College Football and God knows what else. And we'll do it right here on Six Year Seniors.